0: are about to listen to a broadcast from the greater harvest church in ellenwood georgia in this episode pastor eddie montgomery jr preaches part two of live by revelation not by situation stay tuned amen we thank god we thank god for what he's about to do god we ask that jesus you pour your spirit among us god and that open up our understanding so that way we can receive the word of god on today yes god we bless your holy name and we lift your name up and we come in your matchless name in jesus name we pray amen amen, amen. 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 i'm excited because I'm, I'm gonna do part two of, of last week amen uh, all so right by revelation not situation <laughs> yes. amen so we're gonna go into uh, uh Mark, I mean sorry, uh, Philippians chapter two, three, Philippians chapter three, and verse number uh fourteen. Verse number fourteen. And then I'm gonna also come from uh, Mark chapter five, and we're gonna look at verse number 15. Amen. Amen. So, uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse number 14, and Mark chapter 5, verse number, starting at verse number 15. Amen. And we we talked about on last week how we have to start living by revelation, not situations. Uh, Your life as a church body, uh, now with, uh, God is exposing us to some serious revelation of how he wants us to be as believers. We have to start living the high life, the good life, amen, and, and not settling for what this world has to offer us and just thinking that's it. It's more to life and when you are a believer than what life really presents itself. Uh, we are, we're supposed to have dominion, we're supposed to have power, we're supposed to subdue. That's what the Bible says. He gave us the authority to subdue, have dominion, and have power. And I thank God for truly, uh, as a body believer, especially, particularly our church, amen, how God is allowing us to see the manifestation of his power. You think about it. What God is doing in your own personal lives, what He's doing in the, on this land, Amen. But we have in this land, Amen. That's a blessing from God, amen? Amen. amen. You think about it. And I was talking about this in Sunday school. You think about from uh, a bird's eye view. A lot of people say, "Well, how in the world? You know, we got all. How are they doing it? How are they? How do they have all of this stuff? How are they doing all this stuff with the small group of people?" But then, when you look at it from the inside. Looking outward, Amen. You're like, how the world are we doing? How are we doing? How are we got this small And we making some big moves, Amen. But it's not about us, Amen. We have that. We have the key. The key is that we understand that God has a promise. Yes. He gave us a promise. We have a covenant with Him, and we are covenant believers. And with God, all things are possible. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it... So there's nothing too hard for God. Amen. So, being that there's nothing too hard for God, we have to look at it from the right point of view. And that's where Philippians chapter 3, verse uh, 15 coming. in. It says, let us therefore... Uh, I'm sorry, verse 14. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now, We went over it last week, and I gave you the illustration about the press, right? The press is the situation. Press is resistance. That means that you have to go. There's something that's trying to resist you from going forward. Amen? Whatever that resistance is, that's your press. That's what you got to press through. So we thank God for the press. Because the press gives you motivation to let you know that you are on the right path. You're on the right track. So you have to keep pressing. But I want to talk today about the other side of the press. Amen. 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 Which in order for us to understand the other side of the press. Because he said, I press towards the high calling. Now the high calling is on the other side of it. That's the revelation of it. So in order for us to understand the other side, we have to know that, okay, we, we got to go through the press. That's your motivation. That's what you're going to have to keep driving you to be who you are and to be comfortable with who you are. See, that's a whole other thing right there. I have to, you have to be comfortable within yourself of who you are in God. That's right. And all of us are different. Right. All of us are different. God deals with all of us in different ways. But you got to be comfortable in yourself that God, whatever you put in me to do, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to be obedient. So to have the obedient spirit is the key. Yes. When you have an obedient spirit, it causes you to press. That's yes. what makes you press and go through the resistance of the situation yes. is your obedience to God. Now when you are obedient to God and you go through the press, then you start seeing revelation. Now that's what I want to talk about. We live in revelation. Now revelation means uncovering. Uh That's what revelation means. Mm -hmm. Revelation means to uncover. To pull back. Mm -hmm. Something that is there. Mm -hmm. So you're going to uncover something that's already there. If I turned off the lights in here and we was at nighttime, it would be pitch dark. A lot of us in here would know that once you walk through the door, you know it's going to be chairs. And that's right there. So you can't just walk straight because you're going to hit the chairs, right? But if it's pitch black, you have no clue of where the lights at and all of that stuff. Once the light come on, guess what? That's revelation The light come on It helps you see what's actually Is there Right Right. So once we cut on the light of our faith Once we cut on the light Of our belief It helps us see what's actually Already there for us That's how I have to live my life I have to get into a position And the way that you get into a position is through prayer and through the word. It helps you see the light, which then clicks and you have your aha moment. That's where you start seeing, like in the illustration with the chairs, you start seeing the chairs and you know whether to go right or left. You know that you can't go straight. But in the revelation, it uncovers the thing that is already there. So what do I mean by that? The higher calling is the life that God wants you to live. The higher calling. Now, what is the higher calling? That's the calling that is on the level that God has prepared you to be. The the original, when he purposed you, he put that call in you, and that call is in the heavens. So that means situations cannot control that type of call circumstances cannot control that type of call it has no authority over that that position in the heavens that call is only governed and controlled by God and the only way that you will exercise or walk in that is once you start seeing that so that's why he said I press towards that higher calling because that level of my life, once I position myself through the word to start living my life and seeing my life and speaking my life on that level, I get the results of that call. Yes. So that's how we live in revelation. Uh-huh. So the question then is, I have to then ask myself, God, show me the revelation of my call, yes. Show me the revelation of my call, and a lot of people want to get that and get spooked by it because they be like, "Oh, well, is God calling you into the ministry? Is God calling you to preach? Is God?" No, no, I'm not talking about that. Not so much. What I am talking about is your life. Yes. Who are you? What makes you you? What makes you tick? What makes you? beat your heartbeat what makes your passion bubble what makes you excited that's going to be your call yes because the call is something that you are passionate to do that's right whether you get paid or not that's right whether you make money or not it's something that you will love to do yes. whether or not somebody is you up and, and rah 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 cheering you on, or whether you in it by yourself and you saying I got to do this, I got to get it done. That's your passion. That's right. built around your call. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. So you got to ask yourself, what am I passionate for? What am I wanted? What am I? What, am I, what, am I what, are, what is my passion? What do I like? What do I want to do? And when you start asking yourself those questions, yes. then you start start getting the higher calling. And see what happened when you start going towards, you start asking yourself those questions and you start getting answers, impartation, because God said now they ready for that higher calling on their life. And then you start walking out that. Once you start seeing that it is possible, it is it is obtainable, it is uh, uh, measurable. I, 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 you start using smart goals at that point. You start you start putting yourself saying that you know it's specific. I I want to do this. Right. And and when somebody comes to you with some foolishness or something that tried to try you, like, I don't got time for that. That's wasting my time. And then you start hearing, well, well, you know, time is money. Uh-huh. You know, uh, you're wasting my time. So so now you start seeing how you start getting yourself past the the situation, and now you're living based off a of revelation because the revelation is. God, I know that you got more for me Than what I am seeing Y'all see that? So now I'm living on the level of revelation I'm living on the level of the things that God has been showing me Not the things that I'm trying to make happen But the things that I have seen in my spirit, man This is what uh, I'm trying to tell you. As Greater Harvest Church saints, we got to start living our lives on the nets. Right. 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 Woo! That's good. Right. We can't. We (laughs) we can't be wired to be uh, uh, responding to things. We have to be wired to to basically. (laughs) We got to be trendsetters, Uh so to speak. We have to start living our life where we know that what God is saying to us and we're not scared to take risks That's right. or scared to take chances or scared to do or be obedient to what God is saying. That's right. Meaning that I got to continue. How, well, how can I do that? How can we do that? I'm glad y'all asked that because I just heard somebody say that. How can we do that? I'm glad you asked. Because I'm going to tell you how we can do it. The way that we do it is through our moments in prayer. Yes, yes. And we, we always say, oh, they, they always bring it back to prayer. Well, I'm going to tell you why we bring it back to prayer. Because prayer is the communication that will motivate you and build you up in your faith towards God. Because that's the only way that you talk to God is through your prayer. Yes. God, You think about it. Uh, When you talk to God, that means you're praying to him. Uh And that's how he communicates to us. So the more I spend time building myself up in prayer, Uh then what's going to happen, he's going to show me what I need to see. That prayer will then cause me to see my reality. Uh Which ultimately, prayer builds your faith because you hear when you pray, you also got to have time to hear what the Spirit is saying to you, which then you build your faith based off of what you have heard. Yes, yes, yes. And now I live. Boy, I feel the anointing now. I live my life based off of what I have heard, and I I position myself off of what I heard, and that becomes my reality. Uh huh. So now wait a minute because that thing goes two ways so it is in the spiritual for good it can happen That for bad Mm -hmm. what are you hearing about yourself you're going to live out based off of what you are hearing that's why you have a lot of people that live out the wrong things because they have heard the wrong things Uh about themselves But I come to tell you as a believer, the word of God is going to give you the direction and the guidance of who you are and how you originally supposed to be. So that way you can then... Wipe out all of the old things, yes. and the, that's why you say I I I I forget all the old things. That's I, I I count that as dung. I count that as nothing, and and I forget about that. And I now press, I focus on the things that is saying about me. I got yes. to see God. What are you saying to me? Right. Not what have you said. But what are you saying? Meaning, continually. Right. That means I'm not just going to stop as a believer. Uh-huh. I like Michael Jackson. I can't. All I can't stop till I right. giving up. All right, Michael Y'all, y'all, you, you got to be like that. Uh, oh, you, you, right. you, de- you, definitely got to be like that. You, you, you can't just stop at one part of your life. That's right. right. That's right. That's right. So revelation that's a lifestyle that is uncovering something that's already there uh-huh. once you start seeing it we need to pursue it yeah, we need to be happy with it yeah. we need to embrace it yeah. and many people are not going to understand it it's okay yeah, That's right. it's okay if people don't understand it because if, they, if god don't show it to them Then it's not for them to understand And you have to be okay with that I'm teaching good You have to be okay with If God don't show another person What he is showing you Because what happens is God's trying to take Like he told Timothy here He says I'm trying to teach you And take you to a point that Where the people who know Where I'm showing who hear it says when they hear it and you hear it and y'all get together y'all have a connection David and Jonathan that's That's what happened with David and Jonathan in the Old Testament they had a connection because they had the same type of spirit yes so if God is trying to move you to your calling your higher calling to the other side of revelations then you have to be okay with leaving people that's right that's right Got to be okay with okay. They might not understand me. They might think I'm weird. They might they might think I'm 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 tweaking. I don't know. But but the thing is, I am okay with how they feel because it's not about them feeling. It's about me going. That's right. So when that happens, then God will then start putting people that have the same mindset. That's why a lot of us get frustrated because we around. We're the biggest fish in our pond. Come on. That's right. <laughs> we are. We're the biggest fish in our pond. Y'all ever heard that before? Mm-hmm. Being the biggest fish in your pond. You know what happens when you're the biggest fish in your pond? You limit yourself. You can't grow. Right. You get frustrated and you get drained because everybody's pulling from you. Come on. That's right. In so many ways, that's what happened to our church. Uh-huh. Come on. But guess what? God says, I'm doing a new thing. That's why we're trying to spread it and trying to motivate and trying to push the members in here to be out to think outside the box, to not only be comfortable with your surroundings and with your pond, because God want to take you bigger because He want this ministry to be bigger. That's right. That's right. No, you think about it. If we are if we are going to affect a world, not just a community, but a work we already did a community. And we're still gonna do the community now. But there's something bigger for us as a church that he wants to get us. So now we're going through a shift in our mind. That's why, why you think we've been talking about the mind. Uh-huh. Because we got to start seeing things different yes. because what God has called us to yes. is on another level. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But we have yes. to see it. We have to yes. see what's already there. right? Right. In order for us to start manifesting and walking in it, with some, some dignity With some integrity With some courage With some boldness Because we know that we belong here right. Where we at now that's We don't right. belong here oh, That's right. why a lot of us get frustrated In yeah. our own personal lives yeah. And that's why you come here every Sunday Because yeah. God is trying to motivate you And push you I'm talking I hear what yeah. God's yeah. telling me yeah. He's trying to push you into a place where you belong, but guess what? It's going to take all of us coming together, being obedient to the word, doing the steps that we need to take to get us on the level that he has called us to be, the higher call. We we always talk about you can't be with the chickens. You got to be with the eagles. But guess what? With the eagles, that means you got to go high in the altitude where sometimes the altitude, the air gets thin. Uh-huh. You can't hardly breathe. You think you're about to die. Uh-huh. You, you ever been up in an airplane and you know how your ears start popping and, and you, the altitude, you know. I remember one time we went to Hawaii and we, we went up in the bike, um, the mountain. I forgot the big old mountain. But the higher we went up on the mountain, right. they, we had to sign a waiver. Uh-huh. They said that if you die, we are not responsible. If you cuz you know a lot of people it wants the oxygen go you you, you know the higher you go up on the mountain you start getting pass out. Yeah, you pass out and stuff. So we had to sign a waiver. This is our waiver. God is trying to take us higher. Right. Right. And he said whoever signed the waiver, you're going to experience what it means to be at the top. The benefit of being at the top. Yeah. And guess what happens? When we went to the top of the mountain, I thought, you know, at first I thought it ain't going to be that many people there. You know, because hey, a lot of people ain't going to be there. Because then they say, well, you get the, once you go up to the top, you get the privilege of riding down on the bike. Yeah, down the sure mountain. Right? right? And I, I was excited. I said, I want to ride down the, I want to ride, I had a big old mountain bike. They gave us a mountain bike. I said, I want to ride this mountain bike down the mountain. But then as we was going up the mountain, I'm like, man, there ain't nobody going to be up there. there ain't go you know, I stopped. But the more, when I got up to the top, guess what? It was a whole lot of people waiting. Yeah, that's right. I said, yeah. my God. When I thought I was going to be the, only the one, because everybody on my little crew said they wasn't going to ride no mountain bike. They talking about we're going to ride right in this bank, in this van, and we're going to watch you ride your bike. But I was determined I'm going to ride this bike. This to be my only chance to do this too. I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to seize the moment. All right, All right then. As believers, that's how you got to be in life. You can't be like, well, I don't want to do. No, you got to know how to seize and maximize the moment. Because if you don't, you miss out. That's all right, take advantage of it. I got on that that bike at the top. I saw a whole bunch of of us. We was all. They had their bikes. It was ready. I say, when I saw that, I got so excited. I say, not not only. I got on that bike and I started going down that mountain. Boy, I was going fast. I say, my God have oh, mercy. Oh, oh, oh. It was like a it was a rush. It, it felt so good. And you had other people that was motivating you and telling you, come on, we can do it. Slow down. Tell you, we gotta got, got turn, we gotta turn. And we start getting in cadence. We started doing it so it started looking like a whole bunch of us. Going down and people cheering us on as we go down the mountain. Uh-huh. And they were saying, man, they made it down. They went up to that mountain. And that that did something to me in my spirit, man. Yes. Now, what do I mean by that? And then I'm finished. If, what do I mean by that is this. I was living in the revelation. Uh-huh. Something that was already there, that mountain, there was people already there. Uh-huh. The bikes was already there. Everything was provided for me. I just had to get up there. That's right. Yeah. I had to press to get myself up there in my spirit, in my faith, Uh, you know, all the doubts, all of that stuff. When I started looking down at there, I'm like, man, ain't nothing between me and these rocks, you know, going down this hill. I had nothing. There was no guardrail when I was riding on that bike down. It was nothing to stop me from just slipping and going over the mountain. But I felt so good because I was around a group of people and I started watching how they do it. And see, that's what God's doing with us. He's gonna partner this ministry up with other people, and we're gonna start doing things among other things, what other people are doing, and it's gonna all like-minded. We all like-minded, thinking alike, doing, promoting each other, lifting one another up, you know, boosting one another, and we start seeing miracle signs and wonders. Amen. this story. and then I'm going to my seat, so I, I, I don't know who, who going to get to mind this. But the, the story that I had I had heard this preacher was preaching. He said, and I think i told this before, he was um he was going to I think it was China. I think he said he went to China. And he was a preacher. And he said that he went to, he thought, you know, we're going to go, we're going to do this mission work. We're going to go to China and we're going to uh, so I'm going to take a couple of Bibles. I'm going to take, you know, about I take about fifty something Bibles he took, so we could pass out to the people in that country. And he said he went there. He got on the plane. He got there, and the person he said he knew that Christianity was not a big thing. You know, people was getting killed. People was, you know, it wasn't a popular thing to be a Christian over in that country, in China. So he said what he did. He uh, he networked. He partnered. Somebody met him at the airport. They took him, he had to drive two or three hours from the airport to get to the place where he was going to speak, and he said, so he thought it was going to be like a house or something, he said, next thing you know, they went, they went underground, they went in this cave, and he said, man, you know, when we're going in the cave, he said, yeah, we're going going to meet them in the cave, because we got to be careful, because of the fact that, you know, you have uh, people watching, and if they catch us, then they could kill us. Because if they know that we Christians, we got these Bibles in here, they could kill us. So he said, okay. So he went to the um went to the cave. He said, When he went to the cave, he thought he was gonna see about 20 or 5 or you know, between 15 and 5 people, or 20 people, max. He said, Next thing you know, when he got in the cave, he said, they was like, We here. And he looked around and he said it was real dark. And then the, the people gave the signal to let him know it was okay. He said, next thing you know, people start coming out of everywhere. He said, it was thousands of people in that cave. Thousands of people in that cave. And when they came out the cave, they all were so gracious and they was like, oh my gosh, he's here, he's here, he's here. And he said that, okay, so he said it overwhelmed him of the amount of people. He said, it was thousands of people that was in this big old cave. And next thing you know, he said, so he started preaching. And he said, when he got his Bible, he's turning to the Bible. He's reading his scripture. And he started noticing nobody didn't have a Bible. So he said, but they was quoting everything he was saying. He said, so turn to John 4 and 3. And he said, he started reading. And he said, the people, the people just start quoting the scripture. And at first, he thought, he was like, well, are they mocking me? Or how are they doing this? Because they don't have a Bible. So he said he'd give them another scripture. And they start quoting that scripture. Verbatim! So he asked his interpreter, the person who was interpreting for him, he said, how is it that they are, they don't have a Bible, but they know the scripture, what I'm saying. And he said, you don't understand. He said that, the, the person told him, he says, here in China, We can't have Bibles. So what they do, he said, when we are fortunate to get some scriptures or some Bibles, we memorize them. Hmm. And because they memorize them, that way they can't get caught with a Bible. Because if they get caught with a Bible, then they get killed. They get executed. And he says, so all of them remember, remember the scriptures. And he says, he told the people, he says, Oh my gosh, I wish, he and they told him, they was like, we wish we could be like you. We wish we could go and be like the Americans. We wish we can do that. We wish we could go and have have church like y'all do. We wish we could do that. And he told them, he said, no, he started crying. He says, no, 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 don't wish that. He says, I wish that we can be like you because Y'all have the church in you. He says, and, and, and in America, he says, we got the beautiful buildings. Yes. We got the Bibles that we can tow. Yes. He's talking about we got the, the sound and everything. We got, we got the nice plush seats and everything. He said, yes. But he says, it's not about that. He says, one thing that y'all have, y'all have it in you. He says, for you to drive hours. he asked them, he said, how many... What's the the focus the people stay around here? Where they stay? He say, man, people drove five, six hours. You know, some of them had to walk an hour just to get here. Mm -hmm. And he says, that's a passion and a motivation that we lacking in America. He says, people don't want to just, he said, if it rained, he's like, I ain't gonna have nobody at my church. that's Mm -hmm. That's what he told him. He's like, if it rained. Or if it's a storm or something, he said, you can forget about having a lot of people. He said, you mean to tell me they're doing all of this because of the fact that, he said, because they love God. Amen. And he told he said, I want you to give all these Bibles that you can. And he said, when I go back to my church in America, I'm going to make sure that I give y'all, you know, send a whole bunch of other stuff. And they did a campaign and they blessed that city that was there with a lot of resources because they had a passion And they had a desire... To learn more about God and what I Come to tell you is once you get Past your next once you get Past your your um Towards the mark of your higher calling Once you start living your life in Revelation then the situations Doesn't matter it's a small Thing and you will begin to start Living a life where God is Pleased and where God is telling you You know what you are now My good and faithful servant you doing the Work of the worksmen. You You are doing the thing that I called you to do, and that's what it's about. That's, what right. It's about. that's right. Stand Glory. to your feet. Glory. Thank you, Lord. Living in revelation. Living in revelation. <laughs> let your passion, your desire, what motivates you, yes. what drives you. Yes. Let that be God-centered. Let it be God-centered. So that way God can get his glory. Because yeah. he he, you know, he wouldn't have sent his son to die on the cross if he didn't want you to live. Yeah. That's right. I'm going to let that sink in. He would not have gone through all the trouble. Because he had us in mind. He had every last one of us in mind. He would have just listened to another episode of the greater harvest podcast we hope that you have had an ear for what the word has to say to you and we pray that your life will be changed for the better as a result of that please join us here again very soon and follow us on instagram and facebook for even more from the harvest see you soon be blessed